0: Welcome to the Influential Assistant Podcast, where we spend around 15 minutes together discussing ways to build influence, not only with your executive, but with your entire team. I'm your host, Anna Beam. Hey guys, so I am so sorry that I have been absent for the last few weeks, but I am back and I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been asking me questions on Instagram or in the Slack communities that I'm a part of. I'm just so thankful for all of you guys who have kept listening and kept asking questions. So thanks for a little bit of a break, but that's actually what we're going to talk about today is um, mental health and workplace stress and overall just the discipline of self-care. Now, I do want to let you know that we'll be talking very specifically about what it's like to experience a panic attack. So if that's triggering or uncomfortable for you, please feel free to skip this episode. So clearly we are in a very odd season and it's just such a weird time in the world. You know, I've I've called it a season, but the reality is, is that we don't really know when the coronavirus pandemic is going to be over But even more than the pandemic, we are just living in a time when things are so polarized and tensions are especially high in the United States as we near an election. And there's a lot of tension with police and racial inequalities. And it's just a really odd time right now. And one thing that me and the leadership team at my company are trying to figure out is how do we encourage our team specifically to do the work of taking care of themselves physically, mentally, spiritually, if that's their thing, you know? So, yeah, just it felt so timely for me because I have been in my own personal life um, struggling or maybe struggling is the wrong word, but I have come to a crossroads where I knew I needed to do some work on myself. And so in an effort to share vulnerably in case that helps anybody else, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, So I just my own personal story, I would say that for a, a long time, for many years, I have struggled with anxiety. And I remember the first time I ever had a panic attack. I was working at a large church, and on that particular day, we were going to be hosting a conference where churches from all over the country, all over the world, were going to be coming to our church to learn, to be encouraged, to take away resources for their own church ministries. And so it was my some of my responsibilities that day were to greet people as they came in, to facilitate one of the workshops that my boss was leading, and you know, just overall just be on and ready to answer questions and facilitating hospitality and just making sure that people felt welcomed. And so on that morning, everything was fine. And one of my colleagues brought me a chai tea latte from Dunkin' Donuts. And we were standing there and saying hi to people. You know, it's going to be a long day, but it was going to be a fun day. But then all of a sudden, I just felt really queasy. I felt sick to my stomach. I felt really hot and sweaty and clammy. It just immediately, I just felt not good at all. And so, you know, I excused myself to the ladies room and I just kind of waited there for something to happen or to feel better and nothing ever did. So I went and I sat down in my office and I just felt terrible. You know, I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was experiencing. I just thought that my heart was pounding. The walls were closing in literally the sides of my vision felt dark and just everything was terrible. Like my body was just failing me. And couple that with the guilt of knowing that I'm supposed to be downstairs being happy and welcoming and bouncy and hi, welcome, thanks so much for being here. And I wasn't able to do that. Like I was not physically able And eventually one of my colleagues came to check on me and I kind of told them what was happening and word got to my boss and he was like, you know, I've got my office. There's a couch in there. Why don't you lay down for a little while and, you know, take a break. We'll be down here working. And so I did. And I remember bits and spurts the rest of the day, just kind of white knuckling through. I was able to attend his session I was able to, you know, make my way through. But later that day, I called my dad who was, um, who is a physician and I kind of told him what happened and I was like, what is wrong with me? And he basically said, you know, Hey, sweetie, it sounds like maybe you had a little bit of a panic attack and I'll just never forget that. I know exactly where I was when we had that call. And so he told me that that's what I had experienced. And so that was in 2012. And so ever since then, about every year, usually around springtime, I'll just get a really bad bout of anxious feelings, just the sinking feeling in my stomach, especially whenever I would be expected to travel or really do anything fun with my family. I would just get really bad situational anxiety where I would be so afraid that whatever we're about to go do, I just wanted it to be really, really perfect, and I would be so afraid that I would start to feel sick to my stomach or start to feel faint and I would be so terrified that I would start to feel sick and ruin it for everybody and eventually just be so concerned about feeling bad that I would make myself feel bad. Um, So fast forward to 2020 and oh, this year, (laughs) I mean, this year has just been ridiculous. I had already at the beginning of this year started to feel like I was just tired of dealing with this ongoing anxiety. I was tired of it holding me back. And, you know, I have a kid who I want to be able to see um, her mom grow up and, you know, having mom who's active and fit and motivated and able to participate in things. And I could just tell that that was not the road that I was on. And so at the beginning of the year, I had some friends who were telling me about a professional counselor that they had been meeting with who was really effective. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, whatever. You know, I'm okay. I'm not that bad. I can handle this. And, you know, they were like, no, he's really, really great. He doesn't shame you if you need to get on medication. In fact, he encourages it if it's the right fit. And I was like, oh, I definitely don't want to take medication. I was afraid of side effects and all these different all these different fears I had. And so I just kind of started off the year feeling like this is where I was being led as far as next steps go, but just being really stubborn against doing any of it. And then the pandemic hit <laughs> and all of a sudden we're at home and it's just like, okay, well, we were all just trying to muddle through. And eventually I just ended up having so many anxious days. And, you know, my husband was basically like, if this is what you feel like you need to do, then it would be, well, in our case, according to our faith, if this is where I felt like the Lord was leading me, then it would be disobedient not to take those steps. And so I called the counselor and I worked with my church. and I ended up getting paired up with the counselor and he was just really, really great to work with. And so we started working on things. We talked about things in my past and things that lead my brain to think the way that it does and working on some self-discipline on my thought patterns and different things like that. But eventually, you know, he said I was doing the right work and I was taking the right steps, but I just wasn't quite experiencing the freedom that he felt like I could. And he suggested that I start taking some medication, you know, just to lighten that mental load a little bit. And I was very against it. It took a lot of convincing. um, But eventually I had this like one really anxious week where I was just miserable. My husband was miserable. It just wasn't great. (laughs) And so finally I called my doctor and I met with her and she was super understanding. And she said that she said something that I thought was really interesting. Um, And so she said, if someone came to me with kidney failure, and I sent them away just telling them to be more present and in the moment and really just sit with their kidney, I would lose my license as a doctor. (laughs) And so the brain is also an organ. And so if I were to tell you, hey, I know there's medication that can help you, but I just need you to go home and just be more present and just try to want it more. That is just as ridiculous, she said. And then she said, um, something else, which was really interesting, she said, if there was a blood test for neurotransmitter levels, all of this would be totally different. And that just made so much sense to me. So anyway, as of a few weeks ago, I'm taking some medication, just some really mild things to help me with my anxiety. And y'all, it has made such a huge difference. Like the amount of freedom that I have found from the daily mental exhaustion of just slogging through and trying to feel better It's just not there anymore. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm like severely broken without beyond repair. It just means that my neurotransmitter levels are low and I take some medicine to elevate them just like someone would for blood pressure or cholesterol. And so that's been super freeing. Um, and I've also been working on, you know, getting some physical exercise in, I've been training, doing some running training, um, and that's been really freeing and kind of addicting actually. And so that's just been huge for my own personal health. So that's where I've been for the last few weeks, just really focusing on getting well and setting some of those standards in place for myself. Um, and I was sharing this with, um, another friend of mine in the EA community Um, and she was like, you need to talk about this on the podcast because I think that as assistants, we think that we have to have it all together all the time. And I know that for me, this not only affected my personal life, but also my work life as well. You know, I'm not able to concentrate as well as I could if I'm having all these anxious thoughts and I'm exhausted because I didn't sleep all the night before, you know, self-care is so much more than putting a face mask on at the end of the day and pouring a glass of wine and listening to some jazz as a little treat for yourself. Self-care is a discipline and it's hard work. And the only way that we as assistants, especially as people in a support role in any type of support role are going to stay well, especially in this season that we're in, (laughs) where we're even more removed and even more isolated from our teams. The only way that we're going to be able to take care of other people is if we take care of ourselves first. And that goes for parents, that goes for spouses, that goes for partners, everyone who has people who they're trying to support in, in their life. That means that you have to focus on that self-care. It takes discipline. It takes hard work. I don't want to get up in the mornings and go for a run, but I know that the rest of the day, my mental space is going to be so much better for it. And I was so against for so long meeting with a counselor and having those hard conversations and taking the medication, but my My personal life is better for it. My marriage is better for it. And my work is better for it. I've, my bosses have been, my executives have been so encouraging that they've been able to see a difference in my overall presence that I'm bringing to the team. And I know that as assistants, we want to bring that refreshing atmosphere to our, to our, uh, the people who we're working with. And so what does it look like for you to Create that discipline for yourselves. What does it look like for you to really sit down and figure out what those boundaries look like? Um, Let me encourage you to do the work. Sit down and figure out what is missing. What rhythms did you used to have that aren't there anymore? How can you grieve those rhythms? How can you replace them with something else that's healthy? Or, you know, maybe I feel like this season the pandemic and all of the unrest in the world, all it's done really is magnified something in my life that was already there. So in my case, I already had anxiety and this season just magnified it. And I don't know when all of this is going to be over. Maybe this is the new normal, but the work that I'm doing now to get better will help me enjoy whatever new normal is to come. So sit down and think through what are those things that you need to To do? Do you need to start getting some therapy? Do you need to maybe talk to your doctor about some medication? Do you need to do the discipline of getting physically healthy, whether that's getting up and moving more or starting a running program or lifting weights or even just eating healthier? Maybe ask your partner in your family, hey, What are some of the common issues that you're seeing in me? Because not only am am I doing this work, but my husband's doing work to get healthy too. Like we're just all in our household really focusing in on this right now um, and trying to get as healthy as possible as best as we can, because this season has just magnified things that we already needed to work on. So it's definitely layered. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that this might be bringing up for you, um, but just some advice on doing the work. And it's also just a confession as to where I've been, <laughs> why I've been so absent. Um, but I'm just so thankful for you guys. Thank you for being such a wonderful community. And, you know, if there's anything that I can do to be a resource, to, to you as an assistant or, you know, to you as you support people in your, in your work, no matter what your role is, please reach out to me. I would be happy to discuss my journey. I would be happy to sit and hold space for you to talk about some of the things that you've experienced. Um, maybe you know of someone who you can see is struggling and just needs to hear that it's normal and okay. And um, there's nothing wrong with seeking out help and, you know, doing the hard work because it is hard work. Um, it's not been easy, but it's been so, so worth it on the other side of things. Um, yeah, I just think that as assistants, we buy into this lie that we have to be perfect, but hi, I'm an executive assistant. I'm successful. I have a thriving professional community and I struggle with anxiety and I take medication for it. So there you go. In case you need to know that you're not alone, please know that you're not, (laughs) I am right there with you. Um, So if you, if you want to talk or if you just want to say, Hey, me too, I'm, I'm right there with you. Let me know. I would love to, I would love to hear that I'm not alone. Um, so hit me up on Instagram or find me in Slack. I would love to connect. Um, you can always DM me on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys and talking because you guys teach me so much. Um, so, so yeah, I just thank you guys so much for being there. Um, I hope that this has been helpful. I've got some other episodes ready to go in my brain. And so hopefully we'll get back to a a consistent rhythm here. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. And remember, if no one's told you this week, you're crushing it, you're doing your best and you're not alone. Thanks so much for being here guys. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening to the Influential Assistant podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at The Influential Assistant and leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. Thanks.